You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Today I've got Jay Anglin, friend of the show and the Waterfowl 360 Great Lakes Region Migration Editor joining me. Jay, welcome back. It's always good to be here, buddy. You know, I wanted to reach out to you. We've got some uh, Great Lakes states opening. Some of them already have, like uh, Minnesota. But I wanted to reach out to you and just kind of get a feel for what's going on. I know that weather's changing a little bit. And just want to provide our listeners a little bit of update of what's going on up there in your neck of the woods. Well, you know, we had several states uh, open. Of course, Minnesota, the whole state pretty much opened last week. And then uh, Wisconsin, the north zone, um, you know, Michigan, the north zone. And then as these weekends progress, each state, in term, well, Wisconsin and Michigan, of course, eventually uh, Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. We just keep opening every weekend. Another, you know, zone opens. I'll tell you what: the teal migration this year was was spectacular, um, and and a lot of guys really, you know, took advantage of that. One thing I did notice: there was a big stall once the birds got past that big wave of teal, initial wave of blue wings, especially. You know, things sort of really died down. Uh, you know, didn't see a ton of, of birds around uh, wild goose hunting, but. Uh, this weather system right now is su- it's so legit. I mean, this is going to drive a ton of birds out of the prairies into these Great Lakes states. And a majority of these birds are, you know, they're going to be those early migrators anyway. And I know we were kind of talking offline and you mentioned that, you know, while you were goose hunting in northern Indiana last week or even the week before, um, you'd even seen some pintails come through. Yeah. So I went out with the idea of, uh, teal hunting one morning for a quickie hunt, as I like to call them, and ended up shooting a limit of five geese. I called in, uh, you know, singles and pairs and enjoyed that, shooting those with one ounce sixes. And uh, 
you know, that's always exciting. But uh, I did I did see a pair of pintail, a drake and a hen work in. Uh, I saw a fair number, of course, you know, plenty of wood ducks, local mallards. Um, and, and, you know, I started seeing some relatively large flocks of mallards as well. So we had a few early migrants come down, uh, even big ducks. But, uh, you know, the big numbers of our, you know, early birds, quote unquote, are definitely should be starting. We should really start seeing them here in these middle zones, you know, now, today, tomorrow, you know, this weekend. Now, while you're in northern Indiana, you do kind of bounce around up there in the region. Um, are you hearing anything from any of the other states? I know you've got some buddies that uh, hunt up in the UP of Michigan. And are you hearing anything from those guys? Well, you know, my son's up there as well. And so he's, he's always a good uh, a good source of information. Uh, have his dad rattling his cage every other day. But, um, uh, you know, uh, the Sioux, uh, our, our, our old friend uh, Dylan Graves said that uh, the eastern UP was really slow for the opener last weekend. Um, you know, a lot, I guess there was a ton of pressure and, you know, but a lot of guys weren't seeing birds. So, you know, you might chalk it up to, oh, there was so much pressure. They just weren't working. But I think in this case, it just was, again, it was kind of in that sort of dead zone, you know, where there wasn't a lot of new birds and a lot of the birds that did come through had already left, continued on down the, the flyway. And my son parroted the same thing over in the central UP. Wisconsin, I've heard mixed opinions. Um, you know, some guys did really well, in particular on local birds. But, you know, one thing we've had this year that's been, uh, you know, sort of fortuitous for some people and, and problematic for others is the Great Lakes are very high right now. Even in some cases, you know, you're hearing record levels. So there's a lot of water associated with the Great Lakes in the immediate watersheds, rivers, marshes, um, whereas inland in a lot of places, it's been incredibly dry. Certainly, certainly around here, that has been a huge problem. We just got really, really dry. So while we did have uh, locally a lot of production here. And a lot of areas in adjacent Michigan and Illinois, um, you know, those birds moved to permanent water uh, and a lot of the little marshes dried up. And some of them, you know, this could be a good thing, though. Um, like, for example, I was talking to, um, you know, a guy in uh, western Minnesota and he said, you know, we're really dry around here. And a lot of birds weren't stopping. You know, they're moving right through. But that said, um, you know, some were moving into the permanent water area. So you just have to make your adjustments, scout. I mean, there are areas, you know, like around here, I can go 20 minutes south and there are some wet areas. So just like any other year, you need to do your scouting and you find water, uh, you're going to find birds this year. Cause I think a lot of areas are really going to be encumbered by dry conditions until we get more rain. And there's certainly some in the forecast. So hopefully that helps. And let's go back to this, uh, weather front kicking up right now. You kind of mentioned this is really ideal time and, um, you know, it's, it's going to really kind of set the stage for the early parts of the migration into the Great Lakes area. Um, what exactly is changing and, and, and how are you seeing this, uh, this, this weather kind of start pushing these birds in? Well, you know, when I lived in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, these are the systems that really kind of, you know, paid the bills, so to speak, when it came to waterfowl hunting, because you're far enough north that you start to get a, a pretty heavy migration. And one of the things about the northern tier of the Great Lakes is, you know, people always say, oh, it's Mississippi Flyway. Of course it is. But a lot of the Atlantic Flyway birds that cut across from the prairies in uh, southern Canada and the boreal areas of Canada, they cut right through the Great Lakes. And so even though we see, you know, obviously the birds that funnel down into the Mississippi Flyway, systems like this, you're going to get that. But you're also going to get a boost from some of the Atlantic Flyway birds that have, you know, a considerable distance to fly to get over into, you know, the eastern part of the of Canada and, and of course the U.S. But these are the situations where you see the, the big push of remaining teal, uh, widgeon, some pintail, 
And, uh, you know, it's not going to be like a big duck migration where you see a lot of mallards and blacks and probably pintails. But the bottom line is these, these we're going to see a lot of birds move down and filter down into these areas. And, and with seasons opening in the mid tier of these Great Lakes states, you know, to the north, uh, you know, pressure is going to drive these birds down the flyway a little further. And I think everybody's going to probably benefit from this system alone. We're probably going to have really good openers, I would have to guess throughout these states. So that's, that's really good news for a lot of guys. Yeah. And, and when exactly does the, uh, the North zone in Indiana open? Uh, the North zone is the third week of third weekend of October. Okay. Uh, so we have ways to go, you know, cause some of these States, uh, open a little earlier, you know, adjacent Southern Michigan opens, uh, the week prior. And again, it's just like this, you know, this domino effect where you have birds, they kind of settle in and then an opener comes along, they get bounced down and they just keep moving down. Uh, and then, of course, by the time we open, we start seeing more and more migration kick in. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next, generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit campuswaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. So what's the habitat look like around you right now? I know you said it, you mentioned it was a little dry. You know where I'm from in more central Indiana. Um, it is really dry there and has been for, for quite some time. And we, they got a lot of rain early, pretty timely for um, the corn and, and beans out there. But, but then it just completely dried up. Um, is that kind of the same thing that you guys are facing in the northern part of the state? Yeah. So, you know, crops are coming out super early this year. And, um, you know, we did pick up an amazing, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the local goose population this year, probably the most I've ever seen in the spring. Um, and then the molt migrants left and then they came back and they came back a little later this year. And that worked out really well because they came in big bunches. And so because of so many crops coming out, we are, we are holding a ton of, of geese right now in a lot of these areas, um, corn, beans, of course, hay is long gone, but, um, in, in some cases, uh, they're, they're into, they might get another cutting out of it, but, uh, bottom line is the, the, most of the wetlands are dry and, or at least mostly dry, but 
in some cases, they dried up early enough that there's been a lot of moist soil growth. So what's interesting is if we do get wet, um, there's going to be a ton of food for these birds because you had a lot of wild millet kick in. Of course, a lot of smart weed, real you know, preferred food for a considerable number of, of species of birds of, of waterfowl. And uh, I feel that if we get some rain that's substantially, you know, enough to uh, substantial enough to, to fill some of these wetlands, it's really going to help. Fortunately, there's enough managed areas that are, you know, um, flooded via dike and levee and pump. And, and of course, that's all going to attract a ton of birds this year. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that you got out on a, you know, a few teal hunts and, and there were large numbers of teal pushing through very early this year um, just due to some some little bit chillier temperatures that first week of September. I know uh, people all across the country were reporting, especially down in the South, uh, Texas, Louisiana, they had some, some pretty, pretty decent teal shoots. Um, you had a buddy there in Indiana who drew a goose pond and him and his dad went out there and they shot 10 on, I think it was the opening weekend. Um, had a pretty good shoot. I mean, that's, I would say that's fantastic for, uh, central Indiana. Um, teal hunting, but you know, what, what else did you hear throughout the state and, and throughout the region as far as blue wings go? Well, you know, opening day here, uh, it was a little, it's, you know, it's a little later than it has been in, in decades past. Cause Indiana has always been, you know, we've had a, as long as I can remember an early teal season, uh, whereas some States haven't, um, it was a little later this year. And so that really big push of blue wings that came through, um, you know, honestly, by the time we opened here, it was, it was just about past us. And, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately now that said opening weekend, I chose to goose hunt and we did really well, you know, both days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, a couple of good buddies of mine did really well, but from what I, when I spoke to some guys at Teal hunted, they said it was pretty good. Um, you know, especially, uh, the first two days I got out twice, I believe, and never saw a single teal. Actually, I take that back. I did see one single bluing one day. Uh, bringing up, bringing up the rear, you know, but, uh, uh, yeah. So I think we kind of got gypped a little here cause it's a little later, but you know, really when you go over to like the Illinois river Valley and the Mississippi, they were holding tens of thousands of blue wings for several weeks. And that's no big surprise because that's such a phenomenal, you know, area, just absolutely, you know, full of waterfowl ha- habitat for, for, you know, mile after mile after mile, both rivers. Um, and they hold a ton of birds and that's certainly going to feed, you know, the birds are slowly, but surely moving down the flyway. Um, I know in Michigan guys that are not used to this early till season, the guys that did get out really did well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the same can be said for Wisconsin. I heard, I heard some great reports out of Wisconsin as well. I think with that situation, those States up there, I mean, that's, uh, fairly new as far as having an early teal season. I'm not sure it's seven, eight years, something like that. They haven't had it for too long. I don't quote me on that exactly, but um, yeah, the guys who were out there and were prepared for it and uh, you know, kind of spent, spent their time scouting, uh, they were all very successful. So, you know, that, I guess that's the reality in some of those mid latitude States where you end up, you just have to be ready for them. And I'm sure you're so used to that, you know, being in Indiana that um, you know, that's just part of the game. Well, it is. And, and I kept reminding some of my friends, you know, they're frustrated. I'm not seeing any, you know, I'm not seeing any, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go, you know, whatever. I'm going to go to the beach. People forget, you know, teal migrate earlier um, and they push way all the way to the Gulf coast, you know, often in, in, in early September. And so regardless of the weather, they're, they're pretty much calendar ducks. I mean, they're, they're going to push, you get one little North wind one night, a little chillier, boom, they're moving. And a lot of the, a lot of the people in those States haven't quite adapted to that yet. Um, in my case, you know, I hunt primarily migration 
And, you know, you roll the dice one day and say, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow. It's, you know, 56 degrees tonight, northwest, light northwest wind, clear skies. I'm out there. And then it just doesn't happen. It didn't come to fruition. And as, that's the nature of this thing, as you know. Um, but, you know, talking to like uh, uh, Brett Amundsen uh, in, in Minnesota, you know, they don't have an early teal season um, because it's a production state. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's the, he's the host of Prairie Sportsman. And I was talking to him and, you know, they were seeing a ton of birds in Western Minnesota at the same time. So that whole wave of blue wings just came right down through the flyway. Um, and, and again, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they're still trickling through. I've talked to some of our other guys and, um, you know, South Dakota kicked off last weekend and, uh, John Pullman, our other central flyway migration editor out there, he, uh, he was reporting quite a few numbers of, or quite strong numbers of blueing teal still in South Dakota. So yeah, I mean, the teal are spread out from Canada to Louisiana, Texas right now, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see plenty of them here. I, I can think of one time when I, had one come in the last day of the season here. So we, we even get some really late blue wings through here, you know, on top of, you know, zillions of, of green wings, it seems like. Well, that's great, man. I appreciate you providing this little bit of update. Um, you know, any tidbit of information, especially in the Great Lakes area is, is beneficial to hunters out there. And, and most of them are either preparing for an upcoming opener or, or already have one passed through and, and just preparing for the second weekend. So I do appreciate you coming on and providing this information. Oh, I love, I love coming on anytime, man. All right. Hopefully we'll get you on here very soon. You can provide an update maybe next week or the week after. I'm in. Awesome. Hey, I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Anglin, the Waterfowl 360 Great Lakes Region Migration Editor, for joining us today and providing this information. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for doing a fantastic job of getting the podcast put together. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the Ducks Limited Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. 
united by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation, take it outside.